0: Hernandez leads it, Lozano, cutting, looking, shooting, Lozano, goal, Mexico leads. Uh-oh. Ronaldo Uh-oh. through the wall, and Cristiano Ronaldo, World Cup Patrick, and with still three minutes to play,
1: it's 3-0! The world's best 11 of his fellow professional players stands over it. Royce is
0: right there to touch it to a close one out. Fire on Messi is denied! Lionel
1: Messi, Lionel Messi denied from the spot by Hannes Haldorsen.
0: Last one's kicked, episode five. Welcome, I am Corey, Mr. Irrelevant Myers. Here with me today is Mike, the Microwave, De Juana. beep, beep, beep,
1: beep, beep. Microwave just ended food is ready the takes are done takes are done so i was i was cleaning up my desk day at work i didn't get fired i did switch positions officially today and i was looking yeah okay i was looking through our original ideas for podcast names and i was reading some of the truly awful (laughs) ones we were thinking about using and i didn't i forgot about this but um mr irrelevance was one of the names that we were considering was it really that yeah it was one of the, it was actually last ones picked and then mr irrelevance right underneath it and i did not remember that it, <laughs> i just thought it was funny how uh, how that happened it's kind of cool i did save all the all of a lot of the episode um information so when stuff. we're
0: famous you guys can buy it Yeah, uh, we might sell it. Millions of dollars.
1: We'll sell it in our book, Somehow I Manage, based off of of the book by Michael Scott.
0: Chapter three, Always Be the Guy Who Gives Out Gum.
1: (laughs) It was kind of fun to look back at the beginning. I mean, we're not very far into it now, but to look back at the very beginning and see kind of how we started and where we've come to now, four four months later, episode 17. So uh, this is exciting. Um, Episode five of Last One's Kick now, we're officially a month into this. So that is also exciting.
0: We're also officially on Growing Truth. Yeah, as of a couple weeks. Last couple weeks. Couple ago. weeks um, at growing At Growing Truth on Twitter.
1: That that website is awesome. You yeah. guys, if you haven't been on there, not don't even just go and check out our stuff. Look at uh, the other content. Just
0: check out our stuff. <laughs> don't look I'm, at anyone else's stuff. If
1: you if you get the chance to, make sure you look at other other people's stuff on there. A lot of the articles are very well written. I know they have a lot of podcasts on there. I unfortunately have had not had very much time with the job switch. And so I haven't had a chance to listen to any of them recently, but I know from what I have listened to in the past that they do an excellent job. There are a lot of good, a lot of good podcasts on there. So definitely go and check them out at the All right, man. So the World Cup World Cup is really, really kicking into gear. Now, this has honestly can I can honestly say I remember four World Cups, four three World Cups, 2006, 2010, 2014 um, before this one. And I do not. This is the most I've been into soccer. This is the, my peak fandom of soccer in general. But this World Cup has been absolutely insane. It's
0: the best one I've ever seen. I everything's happening.
1: And every, and we're not the only people saying that. Everybody is saying that now. There's only
0: one game that was zero, zero.
1: That's incredible. That's nuts. Yeah. Especially when you consider, and it was a game that didn't matter. So like, right. Well, and especially when you consider that, you know, the third set of group games, there are going to be games that really don't matter. But even in those games, there were goals scored to have only one nil, nil draw. That is absolutely incredible. And, On top of the amount of goals that have been scored, you know, VAR has not been an issue. I know that was a huge point of contention going into the World Cup, but, I mean, they have done such a good job pausing and not really interrupting the flow of game unless there is a clear and obvious error. They've done a good job. There have been some mistakes, but nothing is going to be perfect, anything that's run by humans. And so, I I think that everything from how this World Cup has been run to how it's been staged, the only minor complaint I say I would have is Fox's broadcasting.
0: Minor? You complain about it every game?
1: It's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. But I do feel like... Do you
0: hate Fox broadcasting more than you hate Chris Weber?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I would have to say I hate Chris Weber more. I I do also have to say Fox's announcers have kind of grown into this tournament. Their pronunciation of names isn't always good, but I mean, to be fair, I don't know how to pronounce most of these guys' names either, so I don't know that I could do I pronounced them wrong
0: on purpose. Yeah. Just to bother you, so... (laughs) <laughs> I Witzel.
1: They've done a they have Fox they started off terrible. They've done a lot better. I don't know if you've noticed it, but everything that I've watched pretty recently and I know that now that we're not in the group stage, they've really just got their best broadcasting crews out there, but it has gotten significantly better since, you know, I would say the first set of group games. But we are into the knockout stages now. Originally, we planned to do this as a, a group stage review and a knockout stage preview. Uh, but, I mean, I guess we don't really have to preview too much. We can kind of review the the group stage. There have been some, there, I mean, there's been, what, four knockout stage games already, or maybe six. And all of them have been, well, I should say all, they've all been great games with drama, at least, even if they've not yeah. been the best played games. I mean, I know that a lot of people were complaining about Russia-Spain because Spain literally had the ball the 1, entire game. 1,000 passes. 80% of the How ball. How do you have
0: 1,000 passes in one game?
1: How do you have 80% of the ball and not win? I thought you had like in FIFA. They just
0: sat back, they scored that one goal, and they're like, oh we got it. Yeah, and that weird. wasn't even a good goal. To
1: be fair, they scored both goals.
0: <laughs> they did. They did as the own goal. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. Or not
0: the own goal, they penalty kick. Yeah. Russia scored both goals. Yeah, Russia scored. the first one wasn't goal. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, Russia scored both goals. So what do you like? I know we're we're kinda into we're gonna kinda go over teams, but what do you think of David De Gea's performance? He's been trash. He was terrible. Did he have like, any
0: saves this whole time? Mean, he had
1: one save. They said that there was eight shots on goal against Spain's tournament, and seven of them went in.
0: Yeah, that he's is not like Claudio Bravo numbers. He has, numbers an, he last has year. not been very good. It was
1: absolutely terrible. He
0: just played himself out of a contract. There's a lot of guys this this season, this World Cup who played themselves into contract. Schmeichel um, for Leicester plays for uh, Denmark. Yep. Yeah, he just play. He's playing himself into a contract. I mean, they're out now, but he saved three penalty kicks. Yeah. One against probably one of the best penalty well, kick penalty penalty kicked. Takers in the world, Luka Modric.
1: Well, I mean, like you can say what you want about the penalty shootout. The goalie doesn't have the same the same amount of pressure in a penalty shootout than he does have in a in a game in game. In my opinion, no. because Luka Modric stepped up to take that penalty with five minutes in the game. If he and that scores was the that, end of the game. Yeah. yeah. If he scores that, it's game over. So Schmeichel had to save it, and he did. The penalty shootout. If if the keeper doesn't make a save, his team has a chance to, to, to come back because they have one they have one following it. So I mean. And while we're on Schmeichel, we have to give uh, Schmeichel Sh- uh, Subasic his his due, nah, because he, I mean, his in the penalty shootout. Everybody was talking about how good Schmeichel was, but Subasic was just as good in the penalty shootout. He saved um, Denmark didn't miss any penalties. He saved three of them, yeah, which that's just incredible. Usually you see one or two misses, but not in that case. He just saved them all. But neither of those goalkeeping performances were the most impressive goalkeeping performance in my opinion if we're talking about knockout stage goalkeeping the russian goalkeeper whose name i cannot remember right now mm. i if i i'll remember it and then i will say it but that that save on that last penalty by Alcantara, that was i was watching with my fiance and she's like that was luck he didn't mean to do that no you can clearly see that as he's diving away he Sticks his leg out and and kicks the ball intentionally, as he's going the wrong way.
0: I just looked up. His name is Igor Akinfiev. Oh, Akinfiev. Akinfiev. Yeah, Akinfeev. Uh, the article says World Cup Russian keeper thanks God for luck against Spain. <laughs>
1: well, I don't know. I don't know if he actually. <laughs> well, maybe I maybe I have to uh, he said, retract my statement.
0: We were hoping for penalties. That's what happened. Thank God. He didn't say thank God for the luck, oh, okay. but the article. I know he said, "Thank God, we're lucky." That's it. <laughs> All right, maybe it was luck. <laughs> maybe it was luck. It was luck. We'll go with it.
1: I, are Russians allowed to thank God for anything? I thought that was if, illegal. If,
0: mm, Putin believes in God. Oh, does
1: he? Okay. I think
0: so. Trump does. I thought
1: Putin believed that he was God.
0: He's just close to. God. They're like friends. Oh, okay. like BFFs.
1: Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. But let's go through the let's go through the group stages where we really get heavy into the knockout rounds because um, we're going to talk more about the other games that happened today. Uh, and then you know we're going to look forward to the the games that are coming up. But group, let's just run through the groups. Gru- group A, we had Uruguay and Russia going through. Ru- Uruguay with nine points, Russia with six. Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia and Egypt really did not contest for this group at all. Egypt was highly disappointing. Did not
0: think Egypt g- g- would be behind Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I didn't see, didn't that. see that coming.
1: I, I mean, I didn't pick Egypt to make it through the group, but I thought they would like. Saudi tie Arabia Russia. was
0: really bad.
1: Yeah, I thought Egypt would like tie Russia on points and then lose on goal differential maybe. Yeah. Saudi Arabia looked absolutely awful. They didn't look like they belonged in the tournament, and they beat Egypt three 0 Yeah, right. That's embarrassing. Um, who
0: was who was the best player of this this group?
1: Of this group. Oof. I would. I mean, I'm gonna have to say Cherchev, and I know I picked him as like my, and I know that's like a popular pick, but he scored three goals for Russia in the group stage. He, I mean, and in that first game when they scored five against Saudi Arabia, he had two world class goals. I mean, I would have to say he was the best player for Russia, either him or Golovin. Golovin, he's being—I think Golovin's being looked at by Chelsea now too.
0: That guy's trying to get a contract too. Yeah,
1: I mean, and I mean, to, it's hard not to pick on pick somebody from Uruguay when they had nine points, but they, they, honestly, they weren't very. I didn't really think. I mean, they beat um,
0: Portugal pretty bad the other day. They but didn't know they didn't really play well in the knock in, in the group no, stage. In the group
1: stage, they didn't, but they had a very
0: weak group. I mean, I and mean, they got nine points. They played decent. But.
1: Everybody knew Group A was the weakest group going in, and with Egypt not showing up. That made that group even weaker, if that's possible. And so that was by far the easiest group to get through. And I don't want to take anything away from Russia or Uruguay, but I mean, it was just an easy group. One thing about Uruguay is that they've definitely gotten stronger as the World Cup has gone on.
0: Oh, well, Cavani and Suarez are clicking. Yeah. They're a two-man wrecking team right now. I mean, that give and go against Portugal, Cavani hit that. That was beautiful.
1: I mean, yeah. Let's just hope they don't bite off more they can they can chew against France. <laughs> Boom, boom. All right, Group B. I mean, do you have anything else to add about Group A before I move no, on? No, I'm just
0: really surprised at Russia. I don't. I think they've gotten they've gotten pretty lucky. I think, but they're also playing much better than they are. I mean, if only, which gives me hope in eight years that America can win. <laughs> well, so. like
1: if we're only talking about the group stage, Russia started very strong, obviously in that first game, but they kind of tapered off a little bit. Yeah. Um, obviously and they did
0: lose pretty. Ha- I mean, not. They didn't play very well against Uruguay. Their no. first like, real test. But, I mean, they beat I don't Spain, think they
1: cared. So. They were through. Yeah. And I mean, I think there was another team in a similar situation. Then I'll get to that later, but Group B, this was a much more interesting group and I didn't I don't think most people thought it would be that interesting. We had Spain and Portugal going through on 5 points apiece. 5? Well, I cannot speak.
0: Spain only scored 5, five points, points apiece in a group with Iran and Morocco.
1: Iran had 4 points, Morocco had 1. Iran or uh, I'm sorry Morocco nearly made it through against Portugal. The guy had a wide open net with on in like the 88th minute, and had he scored, he would have knocked Portugal out and sent Morocco through. And I just thought I'm pretty sure it was Morocco, not Iran.
0: Morocco is probably the best, the best team with the least amount of points. Yeah, and I picked. They played Spain and Portugal really well.
1: I I picked Morocco to go through, and you all made fun of me, and then they almost made it through anyway. They got one point. They did get one point, so that's fair, but. I mean, okay, so we know at this point that Spain's been knocked out. But if we're just talking about group stages again, and then we'll get to the knockout later. Spain's best game was their 3-3 versus Portugal. That's yeah, when they, they looked they probably should have won attack. that game 3-0. Yeah. I, would th- do you think things would have been different had Spain won that game? Do you think they might have had more chemistry? Because the, really, the only reason they didn't get all three points from that is because of the, the genius of Cristiano Ronaldo. So, yeah, I think it would
0: have changed. But I think n- tying... Who they beat? Iran, and tied Morocco. I think tying Morocco. They tied their last game, right? I think it was Iran. They yeah,
1: tied. no, yeah, they tied Iran.
0: Tied Iran. I think that hurt them going into the even though they knew they were well, they didn't even know they were through. Cause I mean, if Portugal,
1: well, no, they were through were at that through? point. Yeah, because even if Portugal had lost, they would have been out. But Morocco and Iran both would have four points. Yeah.
0: But so. I don't know. I, Spain just I don't know. They looked something that losing their coach hurt them a lot more than I think they thought. Yeah, they should have just kept him. Yeah, I'm still not sure why they fired him.
1: I don't. I don't really know. It didn't help that their goalkeeper, who's supposed to be the best goalie in the world, uh, really yeah, didn't play, really step yeah. up. Uh, he had a he had a very poor tournament. Except we have to say,
0: man, U players. There
1: was even in that shootout, and I'm going to get into the knockout game against Russia. Even in that knockout game against Russia, there were three penalties that he literally dove over. That he that literally just went under him, and Russia, not known for their penalty taking prowess. They, I mean, they scored all four attempts that they had, but two of the attempts went directly under him while while the Russian keeper, Akinfiev, saved everything or two, had two saves. So, I mean, that's what, that's what ended up being the downfall of Spain. Um, Obviously in that that group, the best game was, the best match was um, Spain versus Portugal. Yeah. Do you think that in that second game, I think it was of the tournament, do you think that Ronaldo goal is still the goal of the tournament? Which one was it? The free kick.
0: No. I don't think it was a goal tournament. I think there's been better ones.
1: Starting, I mean, if this was 2014, it would have been the goal tournament. But But I agree with you. I mean, there's been probably
0: five goals equal to that or better since then. Yeah. I mean, that was what, the the second game of the Mm -hmm. whole tournament.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. All right, Group C. This might have been the least interesting group of the entire tournament. France just messed around and got seven points. Yeah. Real easy. I mean, France seven. Denmark had five points. Peru and Australia had three and one points, respectively. Um, I mean,
0: those three of those teams are probably the most boring teams on earth. I've I've never heard someone want to go watch. I mean, other than Christian Eriksson. Denmark has some good players.
1: They have a couple, but they're
0: really not that fun to watch.
1: I mean, that game against Sweden, that was a really exciting game, right? They played Sweden.
0: No, no they played Croatia. I'm sorry.
1: That game against Croatia was actually really exciting.
0: It wasn't exciting. It was, it was up and boring. down.
1: No, it was up and down. I they scored know two
0: crap goals at the beginning of the game yeah. and then nothing for 90, no, for 120 minutes.
1: I was shocked at how much Denmark had to offer because I really felt like Croatia would have just been dominant in that game because of how dominant they were in the group stage, which we'll get to next. But they were Croatia was not dominant in that game. Um, Denmark was a missed penalty from winning that from you know at least keeping the game alive and so um they surprised me i didn't think they were going to be as good i actually think i pegged peru to go through but i think peru was probably i mean i think peru's the most disappointing team in that in that group and then did you know that before denmark lost to croatia they hadn't lost in 18 matches really yeah they won 7 and drew 11 which is crazy um, but that last game against France was just, that was an embarrassment to football. 0-0, zero, zero, and yeah. they just didn't really and care. No
0: one really played. And, yeah. But France France looks so good.
1: Oh, they didn't, but they didn't even click into gear. You mentioned it. They had yeah. never clicked into they gear. They literally were just
0: messing around. Right. Even I mean, against Australia. Like yeah. they, didn't they were just really care. playing around. Yeah. Pogba and Mbappe are just mm-hmm.
1: having fun. I mean, Yep. And then they play Argentina, and we'll get to that later, and we'll tell you what happens next.
0: Group D. This is an interesting group.
1: Was a, lot of stuff,
0: a lot of stuff was going down on the on the last day. Yeah,
1: We pegged this. I mean, everybody pegged this to be an, the most the interesting group, group. Yeah, the
0: group of death. Yep. I think Croatia might. I mean, they played. Like you said, they played really well in the in the group stage. I really didn't think that was going to. But Luka Modric played. I think he might be the best player in the tournament right now.
1: Are Croatia legitimate World Cup title contenders at this point? They won their on first. On their side of the bracket? They yes. won their first group game, first round of 16 game. They didn't look super convincing in there, I think, but their next match is against... They play Russia. uh, Against Russia.
0: So they have to be... I mean, I think Russia's magic is up. I think think Croatia has a lot more creativity on their team right now. They have a lot more goal scoring than Spain did. Yeah, that's fair. But then they got to get through England, which is easier than France, Belgium, Brazil, or who does France play? Uruguay. I think all four of those teams are... Equal with England or better, so I think Croatia has a real shot of going to the. To I would
1: the world. agree. I think if Croatia is not the favorite to get to the final on their side of the bracket, they're second favorites. Um, they looked, like you said, they looked super dominant in their group stage. They beat Argentina three nil. Um, they embarrassed Argentina. Honestly, they ran them off the pitch. Uh, they didn't look yeah. like they. They didn't look like they do- They belonged on the same pitch, on that game. Um Argentina somehow snuck into the round of 16. I they looked like I'm the glad, worst team in that group. If
0: Nigeria would have played France, it would have been a much worse game.
1: Yeah, but Argentina looked like the worst team in that group. And I felt bad for Nigeria. Nigeria though did not I don't know if I felt Okay, there's two teams that I honestly felt really bad that they didn't advance. Um and I'll compare them later and ask who you feel felt worse for, but I really felt like Nigeria probably deserved to be in the in the round of 16 more than Argentina did, which is not really f- I mean Argentina obviously finished with 4 points, they didn't even finish even. And so, you know, that's a tough thing to say, but I would have been happier, I think, well, that's not fair. I would have liked to see Nigeria get a chance. I was happy that Messi had his chance, but Argentina really disappointed me in this tournament. I really thought that they would come together, but um Jorge Sampaoli looked absolutely clueless. Oh, he
0: made probably the worst moves I've ever seen.
1: I don't understand. what. Like, they said that Mascherano was coaching the team by the end of the tournament, but Mascherano was one of their worst players the entire World Cup. He
0: barely played Dybala, who's probably their second or third best player at this point. Yeah, I mean... Di Maria was just a ghost. But
1: none of those guys... And you can name every player on the the outfield for Argentina, and none of them were their worst player because their worst player... By a mile, was Willy Caballero.
0: Oh, Willy he Caballero. Will, he
1: might have been the worst player in the World Cup.
0: He tried to ruin it just in that, that second game. He was so bad. He completely like, gave that game away to Croatia. Yeah, completely. It was 0 0. He was a moron. Then it was 3 yep. 0.
1: And in all honesty, I mean, I don't know if you can say this because Iceland scored on a penalty, but if you have a different goalkeeper in net, maybe he makes that safe. You know, and I, well, actually, wasn't even on a penalty, was it? I'm getting all my. I'm getting all my. No, I don't
0: think motivation. it was, but Willie. Yeah, Willie Caballero. They did score. Okay, they, might oh, be remember. the worst goal in the tournament.
1: Because I, I remember how they scored. Now Iceland crossed it, and he punched it right into the middle.
0: Yeah, and he's bad. Yeah, he's I bad just, for Chelsea. He's bad for the everything.
1: He, yeah, he. I mean, and I feel bad saying that because he's kind of a not a legend at Manchester City, but he did well as the backup keeper. But at this point in he his should career... He a backup keeper. He has nothing
0: to offer. He's so bad. Um, and so... Not that, the, not that the guy who replaced him is much better, yeah. but... Yeah. They're both bad. I
1: think part of the reason that I felt so bad for Nigeria was because of how they were eliminated. In <laughs> that last second, amazing goal by Rojo. Rojo, I should probably say. <laughs> uh,
0: <Okay>.
1: Rojo. <laughs> and then just put Oho at the end. So, Ojo. Oh, okay. oh. Yeah, there you go. Um, that, was, that was a pretty great move, and it was a good finish for somebody who's a center back. But... Uh, all in all, pretty disappointing performance from Argentina. And let's see what the future holds for Croatia. Going on to Group E, we got Brazil and Switzerland going through. Brazil had seven points, and Switzerland boring. had five points. Serbia had three points. Costa Rica had one. I mean, Brazil never really Serbia looked.
0: fought more than they scored. So. Yeah,
1: Brazil never really looked their best. Coutinho is showing. Uh, I guess not so much after today, but Coutinho kind of proved that he's the better player than Neymar for Brazil right now. Um, he had an inc- incredible. Neymar just stage. can't
0: stand up for longer than about twelve seconds.
1: He is so annoying. I, I picked can't Neymar as the third best player or second best player in the world, and I retract that. I'm taking it back. I can't. You can't be the second best player in the world and flop around like a little girl at ballerina. He rolled class.
0: so much. Okay. It's
1: so annoying. And, it, and today against Mexico, he did the same thing. It's just so annoying. Like
0: legends are calling him a little baby. Like
1: like. If I'm Real Madrid, I don't want this guy. Okay, so by doing that, by diving around and flopping around and crying every time you get touched, you're showing that you don't have any strength and character, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, how are you going to go play for Real Madrid, the biggest team in the world, maybe, with the highest expectations? I would say that Real Madrid and Barcelona are probably equal as far as size. Real Madrid has the toughest expectations, even more so than Barcelona. How can you win three Champions Leagues and then be forced to resign, basically? Because you're not winning La Liga enough, that just like, the pressure was on Zidane this year, to win, or else he would have been fired after he won back-to-back Champions Leagues. Yeah. So there is more pressure on on Real Madrid's players and front office than anywhere else in the world. How are you going to go there and and do well if you can't handle a little contact? I it just
0: he's just so I I don't.
1: PSG is the perfect place for him. I hope he stays there the rest yeah. of his career because he'll rack up a... meaningless numbers, and he can be the star of a, a meaningless.
0: I don't game. even think he's the best player on his team anymore. On. On Brazil or PSG? He's, I think I think Mbappe is better neither. than him. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say I know which way you're going. I don't think Mbappe is better than Neymar in club football yet. Just because I mean, I, Mbappe didn't really blow people away this year, and it's not that he had a bad season, but when you're playing in in, in league on or whatever, league one is what Americans would call it. Um, you have to be you have to put up some some video game numbers to really blow people away, and Neymar did that um but i just i can't i can't really root for him anymore i don't there were some rumors about him wanting to play for pep guardiola i mean ever to be fair everybody wants to play for pep guardiola he's probably the greatest oh, yeah, coach right now i'm just being i'm just being honest and he i mean there were rumors that he wanted to play for pep but even pep said i'm not gonna want na- i don't want anyone on my team there's no way he can come play for me at least at city and so i wouldn't even want Manchester City spend the millions upon millions of dollars. Yeah, I can see
0: Real getting him now that Z- that Zidane's gone because Zidane wouldn't handle that.
1: Maybe, even though but... he would be
0: the perfect coach for Neymar, he would whip know. that man into shape.
1: Maybe he might but... be. I just I wouldn't want him on my team. He's so um, annoying to watch. I Switzerland He's... has looked better than most people credit gave them credit for. Like yeah, I didn't think Switzerland was 30. very good. I mean, I remember all the talk of and going into the tournament was Switzerland is the fifth ranked team in the world and they're terrible. How is this possible? But They actually have looked pretty solid. They haven't looked flashy, which when you see a top five team, you kind of expect them to have a little bit of flash and pop, but they don't have that. They are very solid and they play very well as a team. And when it comes to the critical moments, they have the ability to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, They're playing Sweden coming up and Sweden, I think is a worse version of Switzerland. So let's wait and see what happens there. But I don't know. I I think they can make a little bit of noise especially on that side of the bracket. Now I think they they'll have to play either Colombia or England. Uh following I their game smashed by either one. But I I don't know. We'll see what happens cuz both Colombia and England like to be on the front foot. Yeah. And the way Switzerland and the Swedes play is they play on that counterattack and that and obviously teams that press forward are very vulnerable to that. So we'll see what happens. Um I think the best match, who do you think Well, I'll say who do you think the best player for that group was?
0: I think you have to give it Coutinho. Yeah, I mean, I think he played. I mean, he was better than Neymar. Neymar's the best player on paper, but yeah, Coutinho had the best the best group stage.
1: I was gonna. Um, I was actually gonna go a different route. I was gonna say Shakiri, He played for um, Southampton this year, but he's obviously not gonna. Southampton was relegated, so Southampton were relegated, so he's not gonna be on their team for much longer. So some of the the mid level to bigger clubs are looking at him. He played his heart out. I'm thinking specifically. Uh, I'm thinking specifically in that Serbia game, and I know there is some political animosity between, like his, um, not not Switzerland necessarily, but his family's, like he, like his nationality. He plays for Switzerland, but he's actually like Albanian, I think. And I know that there's some is animosity the the between that. That's yeah, him and um, him and Jaka Bolt did it, but Jakiri – in that game was by far the best player. And I think, he, I think he earns the right to be the best player in that group. Coutinho had a really good group, but Brazil never really clicked into gear. And Coutinho had just had a couple moments of brilliance. So th- that Brazil-Costa Rica game, though, was pretty, it was pretty intense. Costa Rica, I mean, had they pulled off that draw, things might have been was different. was kind of
0: disappointing. I thought they were going to be a lot better. Yeah. They're, pretty, they're ranked pretty high. They have a good team. They have one of the best goalies in the world. And they, they
1: just
0: think they had a bad group stage and yeah. kind of ruined them. I mean, that's
1: a pretty, that was a pretty tough group with Brazil, Switzerland, and Serbia. Because and, uh, Serbia, I think, is an underrated side. Like you said, they did try to fight a lot of people. But um, let's move on. Group F, I think that was the most interesting group of the tournament. And there were several of them. But I think Group F definitely topped it. Starting with that uh, Mexico 1-0 over Germany. In a game that the Germans dominated the possession... Um, they were on the attack for most of the game, but in a game that Mexico clearly controlled and were clearly the better side. And you can't always say that when a team doesn't dominate possession, but in that game that Mexico played against Germany, that first game, Mexico were clearly the better team. They had five, six, or even seven maybe scoring chances to Germany's one or two towards the end of the match when Mexico really just sat back after they had, had tired themselves out from running. Mexico showed me in that game, and then even in their game against South Korea, where they dominated the majority of that match against South Korea, and they gave up a late-nothing goal to Huming Sun, which ended up meaning more.
0: Yeah, Mexico tried really hard not to make the, the knockout rounds. They
1: tried they so tried hard. They tried their best. They did. They tried so hard, and that's only because Sweden really impressed. Like,
0: I mean, Sweden just demolished them in but, the last game.
1: See, I think there's more to that game than than meets the eye. I think that, in my opinion, I think Mexico are a better team than Sweden, but I think what happened is Mexico kind of... Okay, Mexico's watching Sweden play Germany, and if Sweden end up up with a point in that game, Mexico's through. Yeah. Okay? Then Tony Cruz scores what I consider probably, maybe not the most skillful goal of the tournament, but definitely the best goal of the tournament when you consider time... And or definitely the best goal of the group stage when you consider time and quality. Yeah. And so Mexico might not have admitted it, but that is a crushing, gr- crushing blow to them, even though they weren't playing, because now Mexico can be eliminated with a loss and a Germany win against South Korea, which seemed like it was which definitely going to happen. Which Mexico did lose. Right. And, and if it weren't Germany for a miraculous performance by South Korea, Germany did implode. But again, the same thing happened against South Korea that happened against Mexico. Germany dominated the ball, and South Korea had the chances. And Germany had more chances in the South Korea game, but they just... They really missed Leroy Sané in this tournament. They really should never have played... They should have had Sané. They
0: should have had Mario Goza, because the guys they have are just... They're Sammy so Kedira uncreative. should have
1: never played a Sammy single Kedira minute
0: of this World Cup. He's terrible. He Grotz, might be good. Gretzka was terrible. Gretzka? Gretzka was terrible. Yeah, he didn't play very well. Rudy either. Rudy was probably their best midfielder. He
1: was. Draxler was awful.
0: Draxler was awful. There but was if you put, Royce. Mario Goetz is probably one of the most creative German midfielders yes. there is, mm-hmm. especially on well, offense. I don't he's know terrible. If he's more creative than he's Ozil. a terrible defender, but he's he has world, He won them the World Cup.
1: Mats Hummels missed five headers, I think, in that game against yeah. South Korea. Mats Hummels was supposed to be their best
0: player, right? Their best defender anyway. Mats, I mean, his injury, he didn't have a neck injury, so I feel like that had a little bit.
1: Yeah, but, but Ozil's service. And then Ozil Boateng serviced, going
0: out. Yeah. Ozil was, oh, Ozil was bad.
1: But Okay, you can say Ozil was bad, and I heard a lot of people saying that, but Ozil's service was not bad. They just could not finish. If if Hummels had put away two of those eight chances, whatever yeah. he had, Ozil would have had two more assists because Ozil kept getting in the box. I the so think the
0: only good Germans were Brandt, Royce and Tony Cruz. See, I disagree that about Royce. Well. I think
1: Royce looked lost a lot of times. I don't think he played that well, especially in that last game. Cuz he didn't have, he didn't have any creative midfielders.
0: Tony Cruz is is more of a scorer than he's a creative midfielder. And I think even at this and, point in his career I mean, Tony, Tony Cruz is
1: kind of lost a little bit.
0: Uh Werner was
1: he was better was, when he played was as a
0: striker and then he's out in the corner the whole time. Yeah. What well, are you doing? Go he, score because a Because they
1: brought in Mario Gomez and Werner honestly looked more dangerous on the wing than he did coming up the middle. And Werner was another guy that had, had several chances to score and just couldn't finish for Germany. Germany had a whole host of issues. And I mentioned Leo Raisanei at the beginning. I If they had just played Julian Brandt in two of their games, they would have been fine. Because Julian Brandt looked their Julian best player. Julian Brandt would
0: come on and have at least three chances. He looked their best minutes. player. If yeah.
1: if Julian Brandt's the guy that replaced Leo Raisanei and Julian Brandt, Julian Brandt played, then I would not have as much of an issue with it. But... From what I saw of Julian Brandt, and I'm going to be fair, I haven't watched a whole bunch of Leverkusen games, so I haven't seen Julian Brandt play a ton, but the way Julian Brandt played for Germany was he came inside, he would cut inside from the wide positions, and he would make something happen at the edge of the 18, at the top of the 18. Leroy Sané runs in behind players. Germany, other than Timo Werner, had nobody, absolutely nobody that could run in behind any players. Germany looked slow, and they looked outdated. I mean, they when, looked like-
0: when your best striker is Mueller, who is quite slow. He is quite slow. And Gomez, who is quite slow. Mm -hmm. And those are your your creative, goal-scoring guys. I mean, Müller just looks like... He was about half the man that played last World Cup. And I mean, he's getting older. But Germany, they just looked old and slow.
1: I I was really disappointed in Germany's performance. And I don't really root for Germany. Some of my friends root for Germany. um, Which, I think it's kind of like rooting for the Warriors. But... Um, I don't I don't refer Germany, but I like to see them play cuz I like Germany. I like a lot of German players, so yeah.
0: but they just look
1: bad. Well, I, I like watching good teams play. Like especially the non like I don't like Brazil's different, but I like watching good teams. Like I like watching Spain, I like watching Germany. Um, I like watching the, like watching good teams play especially in soccer is exciting because you see them move the ball and soccer is called the beautiful game because when you have two teams that are matched up against each other that play that have very that have talented players like that. It is it is incredibly fun and incredibly beautiful to watch. But Germany just looked old. They looked like a a, a nineteen ten aircraft carrier going up a modern aircraft carrier. They just they couldn't move. Hummels, Boateng, Kadira, their whole entire back setup was just slow, and that's why Mexico and South Korea could just run all over them and counter for days the only reason sweden didn't score more goals is because sweden's counter is not necessarily based upon pace like they don't have the fastest yeah, sweden's, counter attack.
0: sweden's pretty slow too
1: yeah Sweden's just a big like they're just big like they they cause chaos and corners and in like long throws but mexico and korea have pace and that killed germany and it was just really disappointing i'm gonna go on we spent a lot of time on that i we'll talk more about it later group
0: g this, this was my this is my favorite group this had probably some of the most entertaining games. But this
1: was the, like a terrible group. It was a like, terrible was group, but they were fun terrible. to
0: watch. If you, if you want to watch goals scored, this was yeah, the group to watch.
1: Tr- well, yeah, that's
0: true. I fair, mean,
1: 5-2, 6-1, 3-0. Poor Panama. 2-1,
0: <laughs> to one, even the 2-1 to one, uh, England over Tunisia.
1: Yeah, that with was the last game. second Harry Kane header.
0: Yep. That was a good, I mean, it was a good group.
1: My favorite moment of this group, because the group, in all honesty, was kind of boring. My favorite moment in this group is when Panama down 6-0 score their first and goal and acted they like they won the world crazy. cup crazy that is like heartwarming to me because that is just that just shows that a team that recognizes that they're just happy to be there and they are thankful for their players putting their putting their hearts and their bodies on the line every second even though you're down six nil that like that's that's fun to watch it really i is. love to
0: watch Do you see the video of their announcers At the beginning of the game, like when they're playing the national anthem, they're like crying. Yes. Oh, my God. They're so excited. That just, it blows my mind that these people are like so passionate about their national anthem, and we have people like kneeling. Yeah. And like, you know.
1: Well, yeah, the whole kneeling thing is another. I don't, like, wasn't, uh, who are the women's players that decided to kneel for the national anthem at a game? Oh, Megan Megan Rapino. Oh, my goodness. Rapino. It just made me so angry. Like, you look at these other countries, and they have. This is not gonna become a political thing, but these countries all have major economical um um like social. Yeah, all these issues. countries are
0: most of these countries are far worse off than America and and have far worse problems if you want to go into racism, all this violence. Yep. And they still
1: you love, love their
0: because flag, their national anthem, their country. It's
1: not just about political things that are happening right now. It's about heritage and family and, and, and generation and thousands of years for most of these countries of history. And you're not just looking at the, the 10 year span cycle that we are on right now. And it's just, it's nice to see. I almost automatic like, okay, I don't, I wasn't rooting for Brazil in this world cup, but I really liked Brazil in 2014. Watching them every time the national anthem was played, watching, okay, so you know how FIFA does it, how they don't actually have someone sing. They just play like an orchestra version and the team and the fans sing. Well, in Brazil, they played like the first three seconds and then they just stopped and you could just hear the fans singing and the players were crying. I would get goosebumps literally every single time I watched that. And then I went back and watched game, like replays of games and I still got goosebumps for almost two years after watching it. That kind of passion—you want to talk about problems, social problems in America. Look at Brazil's social oh, problems. Yeah. Look at Brazil's economical problems. They have a buttload more of issues than America does. But their players love, and you want to talk about? Well, Americans didn't. They're not from America. Brazil has a lot of players that have lived overseas that play overseas. Hey, I don't most hear Most of their that great crap.
0: players haven't lived in Brazil in years. Yeah. That's When's like, the last time Neymar lived in Brazil?
1: when he's 12 years old I think exactly so I mean that's crap I don't want you to hear that you can love and support your country even if there's other stuff going on you don't have to love and support everything it does in order to support like a family member you know I'll always love my brother I'll always love my sister no matter what now if they go off and they and they get you know in trouble with the law and they do something I might not support them for that but they're still my brother I'm still gonna love them it's the same principle behind your country you know you love in your country and if you don't I don't like this argument all the time but the truth is if you don't like it you have the ability to move to another country that you think fits what you want, and when you go there, you'll just go to Canada. When you go there, you'll realize the grass is not greener. That's how I honestly feel, and I don't have a problem with people kneeling necessarily because I do feel like that's your right. I just think that it's it's not right. That's my opinion.
0: All right, who is the sorry. best player in this group?
1: Excuse me, sorry. The um, best player in this group—that's a good question. Um, I don't you have think, a lot to choose from. I don't think anyone on England. Honestly, Harry Kane had a bogus hat trick. I mean bogus, but like he had a deflection that really wasn't his and he had two penalty kicks.
0: Are any of Harry Kane's goals actually Harry Kane's?
1: He does for Spurs. He's pretty good. Um, obviously Tunisia and Panama don't have anyone deserving. Um, I don't, that's a tough one. I like Telemans and Dries Mertens played really well for Belgium. Um, I think Lukaku, like in the first game, first game and a half, was dominant. Um, I love De Bruyne. I could pick him and just for that sake of it. But I don't think, I think in his role for Belgium, he plays more of a deep-lying role and Mm -hmm. he doesn't have the same influence on the game, which I think is a mistake by Roberto Martinez. And we watched today against Japan. When he, when Roberto Martinez took him out of that holding midfield role and switched him with Axel Witzel... Belgium took over the game and scored three goals. So maybe that'll be a switch in, in tactics. But, I mean, I think I'm going to have to go with Eden Hazard for for Belgium.
0: I was going to feel bad saying Eden Hazard, but I'm going to go was... Eden Hazard. Has some off years at Chelsea. Like this year, he was not that great. But when he plays for Belgium, he looks like the best player in the world.
1: He yeah. He
0: plays harder. He plays better for his country than I think anyone else in the whole world plays for their country. Like he might not be better than everybody else, but he plays some of the best football I've ever seen when he plays for Belgium.
1: I mean, when I, I mean to be fair, he's that good when he's fit. In, yeah, in England,
0: but he even when he even at his best with Chelsea, even last year when he was probably arguably the best player in the Premier League, he plays better for Belgium than he does then.
1: He played incredible. I can't really argue that. He was absolutely amazing. He just
0: everything he does is like sometimes at Chelsea, like sometimes he's too passive everything he does when he plays for Belgium is, like, the right move.
1: Yeah. Where does, like... The the thing that I find interesting watching um, Hazard or Hazard as the announcers like... Hazard! Play, um, the thing Fulgen. I find interesting about about watching him in play is where does he line up for Belgium? Like, where does he start? Because... He just plays everywhere. He doesn't have, a, like, a defined position. When I watch him play for Chelsea, and I think this might be part of the issue, um, Antonio Conte and whoever, will, whoever was before... I think it was Mourinho, but... I'm specifically talking about Antonio Conte for the last two years. Had him on the right wing and didn't move him. He was strictly a wing player, and I think he played a little left wing as well. He was strictly a wing player. He never really came inside. Antonio Conte, he went as far as to put him as a false nine, but he never played him in like an attacking midfield role. And I understand why, because Conte likes defensive players. He likes players that are going to track back, and that Eden Hazard is not going to do that. He doesn't track back. He doesn't. Eden play Hazard
0: defense. does not like defense.
1: But if you let him have a free flowing attacking role, he will be everywhere. He played on the wing. He played in the middle. He played up top. He played out wide. He played coming back. He came and he got the ball. He would like like slot back to pick up the ball to receive it deeper and feed you know De Bruyne when he would run. Forward. There was
0: a point in this game right after they scored in today's game right after Japan scored the second goal. And they did a close up on Eden Hazard, and he looked just pissed. And from that moment on, I was like, "Well, they're gonna come back." <laughs> and about three minutes later, they Vertonghen scored.
1: That was. Did you do it on purpose?
0: Yes, he did on purpose.
1: I don't know. That the way
0: that goalie that was the worst positioning <laughs> for that goalie I've ever seen. He was all the way on his front post.
1: I don't know what he was doing.
0: Like it was... either way, it was terrible for that goalie because Vertongen might not have meant to get it in the goal. But he put it where he wanted. He went on that back post because yeah. the goalie was so close and to his front post. Even, even
1: if he didn't put it in net, that
0: goalie wouldn't have gotten to that ball no matter who touched it. Yeah,
1: even if he didn't put it in net, then Fellaini would have gotten there, or Lukaku would have gotten no. there. And I mean, I we've f- seen Fellaini how good he is in the hate air. Lukaku is just as good.
0: I really do. But he's, he's so he's good so in big. the air. He's he so, so tall. So good.
1: He has Fellaini is not a like very technical player. He's not very good at holding the ball up all the time, and he he makes bad passes, but receiving long balls in the box, chesting balls down, heading balls where he needs them to go. I don't know that there is a better player. He needs to teach
0: Lukaku on some of Belgium. that. Belgium. Lukaku uh, missed about 80 chances today.
1: Fellaini is so good at, at receiving long balls and balls in the air. It's pretty incredible.
0: All right, last group. Group H. Colombia, Japan, Senegal, Poland. I think... If Nigeria is one team, I think Senegal is the other team that should have made it through.
1: That was the one that I was going to say. They who missed are it out. More, who are you more? Who did you feel worse for, Nigeria or
0: Senegal? Senegal? Was the better team, and I think they should have made it through over Japan. I think yellow cards is a dumb way to make it through, anyways. But
1: you got to pick something.
0: I know. I, I was I think Alexi Lalas or Grant Wall said it. Um, you should go by like shots on goal or chances created or something that actually. Matters right, but the yellow cards are. I understand, but if you you can get a yellow card for a lot of dumb stuff, yellow
1: cards are extremely subjective, and I understand that. But if you do shots on goal and you get to the last group game, okay, and you have the two games kicking off at the same time, let's just for instance say the two teams playing each other are tied and one of them will go in on shots, you're just gonna have teams launching the ball from midfield at on goal to count as a shot on goal, yeah. That is worse than yellow cards. That will become the dumbest game. You're gonna have goalies just kicking it to the other goal.
0: But at least there's some skill in it. At least they're trying something. That's,
1: it's not a skills competition. It's a game. Like it's better than yellow cards. Okay, yellow cards if, have no effect
0: on the game. Okay, usually. but
1: the one. Okay, so one thing I'll say is, if all the teams know what the criteria are at the beginning of the game, at the beginning of the group stage or whatever, beginning of the tournament, then there should be no complaints. Senegal's. I, second yellow card that they got the one that actually officially knocked them out because Senegal lost by one yellow card that yellow card was an absolute joke I believe it was Senegal was playing Colombia and the Senegalese player I don't remember who it was he went in on a Colombian you know how South American teams can be they flop and they fly when you come in with any kind of challenge and the Senegalese player didn't even make any contact. It was barely any contact at all. And the the player for Colombia, I want to say it was Falcao, but it might have been Quadrado um, as well. I don't remember. They went flying and they got a yellow card for it. And it was a joke of a yellow card. And I remember saying at the time, if Senegal are eliminated on yellow cards because of that yellow card, it's going to be an absolute joke. And of course they were. And they were. Uh, and I'm not saying,
0: Japan's a good team. I mean, you saw that today when they, they took Belgium deep. But... I just think Senegal played better than them whole, the whole knockout. I would have loved not to that see they, Senegal. Not that they played well, because this, this is the group of meh.
1: Well, I was, uh, was going to actually ask you about that. We pegged Group D as the group of death and Group H as the group of meh. I want to throw Group F in the mix right now, and I waited till Group H specifically to ask you this. If you had to rebrand one of those three groups, the group of death, one of those three groups, the group of meh, and leave the other one out, what would you do?
0: I can't still go with Group D as a group of death. Because okay. Croatia is still probably the best team in the tournament. Right. Argentina still has the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nigeria is one of the best African teams in the world. And Iceland is probably, I mean, they're plucky. I mean, they're not good, plucky. but they're plucky. <laughs> I mean, they tied Argentina.
1: Who was terrible. I think I would go
0: with Group F as a group of meh. Because Germany is... I don't even know if it was meh. It's more like disappointment. The group of... I don't know how to... It's not really meh. It's just like I'm... It was a really disappointing group altogether. I really don't like... As much as I want someone new to win, I also want to see good games. And as much as Sweden and Switzerland is a good story, I'd rather see Germany play any day of the week. Uh, Even Mexico. Um... So it's, it was just really disappointing. So I guess I'll go with meh for group F.
1: I think that you honestly could put any three of those as the group of death. But I really think that if you, re- if you look at it and you look at the performances from each of the teams, I think group D is actually going to be left out. Or I think group D is the group of meh because of how poorly Argentina played. If Nigeria had stepped up in any way, shape, or form, they they should have made it through. And Iceland severely disappointed after their performance at the Euros. Now, I don't think their fans are going to feel that way, and I think most people didn't really expect them to do much. And they're just happy to make it there. So I'm not trying to put anything on like Iceland. I'm happy for them that they made it, and I didn't really expect much f- from them. I thought they might. I think, they don't
0: have enough people to do the wave, though.
1: They don't have enough people to do the wave. You put your hands down,
0: Sven. <laughs> Um, is Sven even an Icelandic name.
1: I don't know. I like think like those name. commercials
0: are pretty stereotypical. No. I don't know if like people from those countries saw those commercials and were like, "I don't like that.
1: not Volkswagen a German company?
0: Yeah. And like interesting. I just I don't know. Like the German one is like we brought you Frankfurt.
1: Uh, what no, I don't know. I was okay,
0: there. thanks for the Frankfurter. The, you caused World War Two. Whatever. I if
1: I'm going based on those commercials, I'm I'm going to root for Brazil. I'm just being 100 percent honest right now.
0: But that's not even the best one they could have brought. Like
1: I mean, it's a pretty good one though.
0: The trophies. I really obviously. like that
1: that Volkswagen, the extra trunk space. The trophies, yeah. The trunk space. Anyways. That was I think what I was, okay, so what I was gonna say is that I think that I think I would put group of F, a group of F. Group of F. <laughs> F. <laughs> group I'm sorry. Group F as the group of death. Um just because of Group of Feth? I don't know. F. I don't F. That, that's very confusing. And I'm going to say, I don't know. I don't want to say it's the group of meh, but I think group A is still the group of meh. But it's, I don't think it's based on performance. Like, that's a tough one. I, I Like, I just, I think group I mean, B. I you're going
0: to really, if you're going to go with group of meh, like the most boring group, I'm probably going to go with C, because I don't even know if I watched a group C game. That's fair. And I love France. Like, I love to watch France play. None of their games interested me.
1: Yeah. I don't know. That was it. hurt
0: that the first game was at five o'clock in the morning. Five
1: o'clock in the morning. That, that was. was the only, that's the only one that's been at five in the morning.
0: I don't know why they had to put that one at five had in the four morning. Four games that day. That was dumb because I really wanted to watch France and I woke up at five at, like. Six forty-five. and the game was over and the game was over and i was like that
1: sucks <laughs> i was gonna walk, wake up to watch it i remember and then i like at like 12 o'clock that night i was like screw it i'm just gonna wake up for the second game it's not worth it because i think the second game was argentina yeah iceland argentina yeah. iceland at so at eight yeah. or nine in the morning yeah. whatever it was so i don't know i think group d of those three was the worst and i think group f and group h are pretty equal i was really sad for senegal and
0: Japan, like... I don't know if I was sad. I mean, they still could have won. They had a chance to win, so I don't really feel bad for them. Well, like,
1: it was kind of a weird thing. Like, but they
0: got beat by Poland. They did. Like, they should have whipped Poland. Yeah. Poland was playing terrible. They were
1: playing so bad. Lewandowski was just gone. Okay. Did you watch that group day? Like, Col- Col- okay, so Colombia and Senegal were playing, and then... Japan and Poland were playing, and so Poland scored first in the two of the two games. Once Poland scored, Colombia and Senegal just stopped playing because they knew they were both through, and so they were happy with that. And then Colombia won like a bogus corner, and then they sent it in, and Yerry Mina rose up for a big header in like the seventy-second minute, I believe. And once that happened, um, Japan realized that they were through a couple minutes later, and they stopped playing. They. And, like, when I said Colombia and Senegal stopped playing, like, they kind of stopped playing. When I'm saying Japan and Poland stopped playing, they literally basically stopped moving. Japan, I believe there was a sequence where their left center back, their left back, and their holding defensive midfielder made 30 passes just back and forth. It was, I swear, it was five minutes. And Poland just sat in the defensive half of the field, and Japan just held the ball in their defensive half of the field, and nobody cared. Poland was like, we're getting three points, we're eliminated already, so it doesn't matter. And... Japan was like, well, if everything stays as is, we're good. And then if you flip to the other game that was kind of, you know, that had kind of died off, Senegal was literally pouring every player forward. I really wanted Senegal to score not because I wanted Japan to be eliminated, just because I wanted to see the switch flip and just see Japan go crazy after after that. But it was kind of like a weird like twilight zone finish to group H, which fittingly brings us to the knockout round knockout bow, bow, bow. Ding, ding, ding.
0: the last basically the battle of the left side and the right side right side's not very good i feel
1: like the right side is the jedi at the end of star wars 3 and the left side is the sith the like, sith
0: are just better
1: everybody in the right side is like all of the good jedi have died
0: the left side all of those teams are good, I mean, other than Japan. And Japan's a pretty, I mean, they're ranked 61st, but they're still pretty wide. good. They're they're a fun team to watch. I mean, they got world-class players in Honda and Shinji Kagawa.
1: Honda. Kagawa. <laughs> Honda. So all four of the games from the left side of the bracket were played already. We had Uruguay beating Portugal 2-1, which was... No, 2-0. 2-0, I
0: thought it was 2-1. I think it was 2-0. Cavani had both, I think that was it.
1: Okay, I don't know why I said two one, but I mean oh Portugal, no Pepe scored. Yeah, I remember. But you told me. Yeah, you Pepe was trash. I, yeah, I
0: can't I, stand Pepe. I don't
1: want to watch Pepe score a goal. I don't either. He's, like I don't
0: care if Portugal scores, but I don't want to watch Pepe do it. Literally
1: anybody else in Portugal. I don't even score.
0: like looking at Pepe. Pepe, get out of here! If you're listening to this, Pepe, <laughs> you get out of here. Join Chris
1: Wondolowski in the group that can't listen. You
0: and Chris Wondolowski not allowed on the show. <laughs> um, that
1: was I mean that was a pretty boring game if we're
0: being honest. Like. I really, Uruguay really impressed me though. I mean, not that Portugal is a great team, but Cavani and Suarez
1: are so good together. They are so solid. Like, they're not great defensively. They're They're not necessarily great attacking. I know that's crazy with Cavani and Suarez, but as a team unit, they are like, they move so well together wherever they are. They play the best
0: together in this tournament outside of Belgium. And mainly because these guys, a lot of these guys play together like, their, their whole lives. This is the World Cup. 2010
1: yeah. was when they first made their slot. They had
0: the best team play. Them and Belgium had the best team play of the tournament.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty straightforward. It was sad to see CR7 get knocked out right after his co-goat, Got knocked out in France versus Argentina. France beating Argentina. Yeah, this is three. a really. This
0: is kind of a sad turn. This is the last time we'll ever see, probably see Messi or Ronaldo ever play.
1: I think one of them will come back for the next tournament. I don't know which one. I'm not predicting, but I think one of them will retire and one of them. Will I think stay.
0: Ronaldo's done. I think Messi might come back for one more.
1: Well, and I think whatever one stays won't be. They'll be in a very limited role in the next one, but. But That's France Argentina, Argentina, I missed
0: game. that game, and I'm really sad that I did. I mean, I watched it, I taped it, and I watched it. I was
1: at ref camp, and I was just watch. I was in between games, so basically, what how we did camp was we refed a game, we took two hours because like we refed one game, took two games off, and then ref the next game. So I did like five games, um, but I my two hours was during the France Argentina game, and I got so I got to watch. It was incredible. I was watching on my so phone. Such a good game. Oh my goodness, Mbappe. It was he.
0: Basically, should have three My goals. dad
1: texted me, right? And I kind of made fun of him a little bit for this because my dad isn't super into, into soccer. But he's like, wow, what a coming out party for Mbappe. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like... So I, I responded right away. And I'm like, Mbappe, that's not a coming out party. He was just bought for $180 million or whatever, $200 million. It's That it can't be a coming out party. And then I thought about it. When he played for Monaco... He had a good season but they didn't really do anything and nobody really knew who like people knew I in the soccer world. I mean people
0: like, still don't know who Mbappe is really. Now they do. Now they do. Yeah.
1: that is. so Dad, I take it back. If you're listening to this, I feel you're
0: like 100% right. On that French team, Pogba's probably that most famous guy. Talk about I think coming Mbappe is definitely the most famous guy on that team right yeah, now. Yeah, I
1: think I think he is he established himself as the best player in France. Oh yeah. If he and I think a lot of people already like a lot of people in France, the insiders kind of already knew that. But I think he officially established himself as the best player in France. Maybe, I think he might have pushed himself into the top three conversation.
0: Hold on, time out. Boogie Cousins just went to the Warriors.
1: No. no How? He did, he did not. We, this is not happening on Last One's Kicked. Did Steve text you this? Yeah. Stephen Bell, one of our, our famous people on this podcast, has Wait. broken some... Broken some news. He's the Brian Windhorst. Frickin' DeMarcus Cousins on the Warriors. How the heck? Do they have him, too? So they added him with what they had? How? How did, they have, How did they have money for that? Who did they... A one-year, $5.3 million dollar freaking... deal. That...
0: There's got to be collusion. You can't do that. There's... $5.3 million? Are you kidding me?
1: This is an absolute joke. We are breaking away from the last one's kick podcast.
0: Philadelphia couldn't get LeBron James to come for thirty-five million dollars a year. The Warriors get Demarcus Cousins, arguably 5. the best big man in the league. Point
1: three, it's not fair. What's the point? What the heck? I don't even understand. I can't. I need a second. I'm sorry. I just need a second. We this is live reaction video right now or audio. Sorry if you guys don't like basketball, but
0: that's pretty intense.
1: I don't even know what to say. I don't I'm, want to talk about soccer anymore. At this point, I'm glad
0: the Lakers didn't get him, but...
1: How did the Lakers you get him? How do you beat them? How, him? Do you beat him?
0: how do you beat that team? No. Anyways, let's get back to soccer. I can't... We'll talk about that on last one's picked. After this. I don't...
1: What the heck?
0: What game are we on? I don't know. I'm reading some sort France-Argentina. Great game. Man, now I'm kind of off off-kilter here.
1: Cousins averaged 25.2 points 13 rebounds 5.4 assists And shot 35.5% From 3 point range In 50 games I don't understand Like
0: I had it, The league's gotta step in at some point
1: I don't understand Should we pause this? Yeah, I think we should pause. What
0: are you even talking about?
1: What were, what, were we what were we talking about? I don't
0: know. We need to just focus on one sport and not look at our phones. during. Yeah, it. but that's breaking news. Anyways, DeMarcus Cousins to the Warriors. We need a ticker or something. Who cares? Screw the NBA. Who the frick cares? Soccer's the best sport in the world.
1: is the best sport in the world because if you have a super team, you can still lose. Spain lost Spain to Russia. Spain lost to Russia. Okay. I mean, um, it's one game, but. Yeah, but no, it can happen, though, because of the way soccer is set yeah. up. You
0: know. All right, Brazil, Mexico. It's kind of a boring game. Mexico Brazil, really never had a chance.
1: No, and that's unfortunate. I felt bad because Mexico. I felt I feel like Mexico had a better. Ochoa,
0: Ochoa is the only thing keeping them in there.
1: Yeah, but they have a good team. They just they didn't do. But
0: Brazil. he he had a lot of really good saves, and yeah. Brazil is just kind of pouring it on.
1: I think what I was saying before when Mexico played Sweden, they took their tactics hundred percent wrong. If Mexico had sat back and made Sweden come at them, Mexico could have finished the game nil nil. Or one nil or one one, and they would have been fine. But when Mexico tried to bring the game to Sweden for no earthly reason, because one point would have given them the top of the group, and they would have been playing Switzerland, which would have been a much better matchup for Mexico. I think they would have been fine, but they they just took the wrong tactics there, and I think it ended up costing them big time uh, this year. Belgium to Japan. I don't know if it's the most exciting game so far, but it, it was definitely had the exciting. most drama. It had everything. It definitely it had, had the goals, most drama. It had
0: drama. It had late late game antics without going to PKs. As much as I love PKs, it's always good to just end the game in regulation. I just love watching Belgium. They're they're the best team in the tournament for me. I I when they were down 2-0, I had like a fear that they're going to lose, but I really I thought I knew they were going to come back.
1: I I want I'm like I like Belgium. I like a lot of their players. Um a lot of they have a lot of players who play in England, so they're fun to watch. I know a like lot their of their whole guys. Team. Yeah. Um, but I kind of wanted Japan to win just because who doesn't like upsets? Like, see, like if Japan had won that game two 0 that would have been crazy. Would have been any other
0: team. I mean, I feel like we already had the upset with Russia and Spain. Yeah, but and like, I was fine. I had my upset like quota for the week. <laughs> I didn't need two upsets. Like I didn't want to watch Japan play Brazil.
1: Yeah, but then because every- Brazil
0: would have just smashed them. Maybe because usually, Maybe. it's just like in March Madness when, like, when a fourteen beats a two seed or a three seed. They play really well that first game and then they get
1: smashed by like it's a true. 7. It's true, but it's nice to see their magic runs out. Yeah, but it's still and nice it's, to watch. Yeah, but Spain lost to Russia in what was probably the biggest upset in the World Cup in my lifetime. Probably the biggest upset in soccer that I've ever seen. I don't know I don't know enough about previous soccer. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. In my I've life, I've never of soccer, but I
0: mean, the only thing that come probably comes close is Leicester winning the Premier League. Was probably unless there's
1: a bigger upset, bigger than, upset. But
0: yeah. Russia, what is Russia even ranked?
1: Unless there's a bigger upset because it's over the course of 38 matches, yeah. And this is just one, and and we already just talked about how a one-off match can be a shock. But when you, if you play 90 minutes and you get a, a win or you get a result like a, a draw, then that's exciting. When you play 120 minutes, I believe, right? Yeah, 120 minutes. And then you play in PKs, probably and 125
0: you still win, to. Because they played, yeah, what? Yeah, the extra time. At least four minutes of extra time at 90. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, when you play 130 minutes, we'll just yeah. say, you know, and you're able to still come out on top of Spain one had of the one, best three Spain nations in the world. Spain had over
0: 1,000 passes in a game. 80% possession. One? percent possession. 1,000 passes. Absolutely That incredible. makes me tired just thinking of that. It's incredible. Manchester City did that a couple times this year, but... Okay. Bigger upset. Russia or Spain? Or, uh... Wigan versus Man City. Is that who Man City lost to this year? In the uh, FA? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I'm not coming at you, Not just because you're a Man City fan. No, that's, that's a good part question. of question. But Man City was arguably one of the best teams in the world this no, year. No,
1: I agree. And I Wigan understand. was. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand what the question is. Uh, I understand where you're coming from. I think Spain, Russia, maybe I'm a little biased, but Manchester, and, and they played in the FA Cup. Yeah, when you are playing in the FA Cup, you are not playing in your top squad, um, and when you do play your top squad, they don't take it as seriously as they play when they play league games. You you are playing an FA Cup match in the middle of a week in between two Premier League matches, sometimes in between a Champions League match, and so um, you know there is other important matches right now. Spain playing Russia that is the only game on their mind. Maybe they were looking ahead to playing Croatia or Denmark, but really the only match they had to worry about right now was Russia because they lose and they go home. Russia were able to beat Spain being their main focus. Obviously Spain were going to play their best team. Spain didn't have a ton of suspensions. They played their best team and they still lost, yeah. which that is incredible to me and I don't think that can ever What be is tough.
0: Russia ranked? Look it up for me.
1: Um they, they I got got to be the lowest in the tournament, right? They were the lowest in the tournament. Are they worse
0: than Japan? Cuz Japan's 61st. No,
1: Russia were the lowest ranked team in the tournament.
0: So let's say even they're just they're 65th. I mean from what's Spain ranked two right now? Two or three?
1: Um I I think Spain's ranked three. Let me see. Let me see where Russia Spain FIFA rankings. Hold on. I, I I the people that were announcing said it was the biggest um said it was the biggest upset in World Cup history.
0: So let's see. Spain is tenth right
1: now. I think I think Russia's sixty something. What the heck? I don't understand. This is very
0: difficult. I had to push next, so they're not in the top fifty. Russia is seventieth.
1: That's pretty low.
0: So that's a. And let's be honest, FIFA rankings are a little weird. So Russia might be worse than that, or they might be better, and they might be better. Well, actually, but they're Spain probably is not better. Usually, Spain they're... is probably better than the tenth best team in the world. Let's be honest; they're well, probably those... they're probably the second or third best team in the world.
1: Um, yeah, I think I mean, that's if you're looking
0: cool. at it, so they went from. An average of like the f- from five to seventy.
1: Name three players on Spain's team.
0: Name three players. Three on
1: players Spain's
0: on Spain's team. team. Go five. Deia. Now you. I two, can't be timed. Gea, I know.
1: Isco, Ramos, Iniesta, Piqué, Iniesta, yeah.
0: David Silva, Rama. Oh, you said Ramos.
1: Uh, um, I said Pique, Um Aspelacueta. As yeah, Aspelacueta. Who's the midfield? I'm thinking of it. Um, not Isco. They're holding midfielder. It's PK? No, it's Coque and Busquets. Biscuit. I can name their whole team pretty much, right? Like I oh, I can that.
0: name I couldn't name any Russians before this. No,
1: and I can name Cheryshev, right now I can name Volobine and the goalie I, can Juba, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Ak- Akem- Akinfiev, Akinfiev. Yeah. Um so that's four players and that's just from the World Cup. Yeah. So I mean we're we're I would say we're above average soccer fans. Um but Spain, I mean that, Russia is just
0: not really a soccer country and they no, it's the bit, not. It's, it's yeah, it's probably the biggest upset of yeah at least World Cup history.
1: Yeah, I, I would think so. I don't think there's one that's going to be bigger. Maybe maybe the United States beating England in 1950, but that's throwback, and I don't know enough about yeah. that match or the surroundings to that.
0: All right, Croatia Denmark
1: probably the worst game of the knockouts so far.
0: We'll see how Sweden Switzerland goes tomorrow.
1: I, think, I don't know.
0: I think Brazil Mexico was pretty bad, but I, I Croatia Denmark it just was weird. I think it they scored too early. If they would if they have scored in like the four in like the 40th minute and the 70th minute. I would have been fine, but they scored in the first three minutes, and then went 115 minutes without scoring.
1: Yeah, no, I understand. I just, I don't know. Like, it was still there was there was and it's not lines. like there was it's not
0: like there was that many chances either. Like they, it's not like when like Germany and Spain play and and go zero zero. Like there's a lot of scoring chances. There really wasn't that much like good offense.
1: There wasn't really that much good offense in Brazil, and Mexico, though. I it's, mean, Brazil had some, but I mean, it wasn't you know anything that was very clinical i don't know at least in the croatian denmark you had that crazy start so you're glued to it and then it kind of faded but once it goes to extra time you're still glued yeah. so i mean penalties I don't made it a little better yeah it was a good game i mean schmeichel Subasic might have been the goalie matchup of the tournament schmeichel so Schmeichel. Schmeichel overshadowing his dad trying to overshadow his dad coming out of his dad's shadows maybe Schmeichel. All right, so Sweden, Switzerland, Colombia, England. The only two games that have not happened just yet. They will probably have happened by the time you are listening to this. But make your picks right now for those two games.
0: I'm going to go with Switzerland, and I want Colombia to win, but I think England's going to win. Give
1: it. me scores and give me match events.
0: Switzerland 1 0. Okay. England 2 1 over Colombia, both in regular time.
1: Okay. I'm going to say Switzerland, Sweden. I'm going to say that is a 1-1 one, one, a one, one draw going into extra time and then Switzerland score an extra time to be the first winner in extra time. That doesn't go to penalties. Belgium. Then I'm going to say England beat Colombia 3-0. Colombia don't have Thomas Rodriguez. He's still injured and he is what makes them tick. I think England will score early. I think then in the second half they will get a penalty or a set piece, and then I think Colombia will have to be pressing high, and then I think England will catch them on the counter. England, people don't give them a lot of credit, but they do have a lot of pacey wing players, and Sterling and Rashford. They're fast, and so they have some guys that can that can get on get up on the counter, and I think that will. And you know, if you're talking in the late late stage of the match, you bring in Vardy for Kane, and that's just more pace. Vardy's one of the fastest players in the world, so. You bring him in on the counter, and then, you know, they're off. So I think England I think England run away with that one, not because I think they will necessarily – I think the score line will overshadow the actual match performance. I think Columbia will be in it, but I think, you know, the early goal will really set the tone. That's just how I see that game going.
0: All right. We went through the, the review and the preview. Let's go over our – let's go over the top five power rankings for the remaining teams in this tournament. So, so how so, so how they've played so far? How they've played in this tournament, your top five teams, number five, go. How
1: they've played so far? Okay, so when I, I, when I did this, I counted group stage. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it real quick without counting group stage. I think that the number five team for me so far, um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Uruguay because we're counting the knockout stages. I just
0: moved them up in my
1: LOL. Um so I put them at 5. I had them lower just for the group stages. We were going to record this earlier like I said, but 5 I think is fair right now. I'm kicking Spain out of my top 5. Who do you got at 5? Five?
0: 5 I'm gonna, I just kicked I actually just kicked Brazil out cuz they've been very underwhelming for me. Okay.
1: They just won um, two so nothing I, and they so had I 7 moved, points. I moved
0: Uruguay up to 4 up to 5 and Uruguay had 9 points and won.
1: Okay. So. That's fair.
0: Number four, I have Jolly Old England. Really, as my four.
1: Okay.
0: I think they played well. I mean, they only had six points, but they also didn't play anyone in that last game against Belgium. And I think, I think they do beat Colombia pretty bad tomorrow. Yeah.
1: Um. I have Brazil at four. I had them number one because I I thought we were just doing group stage and I was going to use some pre-tournament ranking, but I think Brazil are four for me. I don't think number there's three. Any explanation. Um, Three. I'm going to put France. a fairly Me underwhelming too. a fairly underwhelming group stage, but a dominant performance. Well, I shouldn't say dominant, but a very strong performance versus Argentina. They can score the ball. They definitely can. Now, can they defend it? That's the question. So, they
0: should. They should defend better than they do. But yeah. they also. They, I mean, they were playing. We'll see what happens. Argentina's no scrub. No, definitely not. No scrubs. Number two. All right. Number three. I have I have France as well. Yep. Number two. I have
1: Croatia and Luka Modric. Yeah. Um, that's tough. It's, it's definitely between Croatia and Belgium, but spoiler alert. Sorry if you were waiting on the edge of your seat. Um, You're but, not gonna throw Sweden up at your number one. No, I actually had Sweden. 15, Sweden. But that was 15th. before, that was before today. So I think I'd probably move them up a little bit, but, um, I had them really low. I didn't think they played that well. I know they finished the six points, but I felt like the game against I had Mexico. Denmark was a, I Denmark at 15. I think that was a fluke. I actually had Denmark at 12th. I dw- Denmark 12, Russia 13. So it's anyway, sorry. I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to go ahead and put Croatia. I mean, I'm going to put Belgium at two and Croatia one. Reason for that being, I think Croatia played in a much tougher group than Belgium did. Um, and they dominated that group. And even though they just made it through barely today, um, I think Denmark is better than people gave them credit for. Belgium were down two nil to Japan. So you can say Croatia just made it through. Belgium were on the verge of losing. So that has to be counted against them as well. But so I got Croatia two, Belgium one. That's my top five. Yeah,
0: Croatia one, Belgium two. That's what I said. You said it backwards. Shut up. I have Croatia at two, Belgium at one because I think Belgium's the best team in this tournament. They did have a fluke against, but they're the I think they're the only team that can pretty much score at will. Um, when they did go down two zero, it didn't take them very long to score three goals. I mean, they scored two pretty quick, and they were I mean they're pretty. The Fellaini goal was a good goal. A good team goal. He's really good. In the the air. Vertonghen, you can say if he meant it or not. Yep. It was still a really good team goal because they kept it in the box for like a minute straight, and Japan could not get it out. Um, so they're they're the best team in, in this tournament for me. So that's it: Belgium, Croatia, France, England, Uruguay.
1: Starting from the top, I got Croatia, Belgium, France, Brazil, Uruguay. So Uruguay. thank you guys for listening. We'll probably edit this to get out the random okay. basketball talk we had. Um, Leave it. No, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna edit it out. But thanks for listening. Hey, grueling truth. Subscribe to us. We really need you to subscribe to us. We want you to tell us what you think. We want you to leave a review. Follow us on Twitter. We want you to follow us on Twitter. We want you to comment on our on our posts. We want you to send us tweets. Yell at us. Make fun of Corey's funny voice. Um, make fun of me for being a Mets, Knicks, Islanders, Dolphins, every possible bad team you can think of fan. Um, and as
0: always. Chris Wondolowski, if you're watching or listening,
1: don't. P.K., join him in the don't listen to this. We do not want – you will be blocked. P- Pepe. Pepe. Pepe is the no, one. No, P.K., I don't really like you either. So. P.K., you can't listen either. PK, you're you, done. You can't stay with us. P.K., Pepe,
0: and Wondolowski. I'm just kidding. You're done. I'm just kidding, P.K. Get I actually out. like you. You're from, you're no, from you're done. Barcelona, so it's okay. Thanks for listening, His guys. His last one's kick. deuces.
1: All right. Well, I guess we were wrong about you. You can be on our team.
0: Thanks.